Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. I'm Doug, and this is Dr. Bill. Dr. Bill, how's it going? Good. Today we're going to be talking about the preliminary assessment of UAPs. And we're going to be talking about UFO crashes and retrievals in New Mexico in 45 through 48. Yes. The preliminary assessment was an updated version of the fun and games that came out. Was that in 21? Uh, 20, was it? 20 or 21? 21, it was last year. June 25th, 2021. And then we're, there was an additional... Now this one came out in uh, just now, March 21st in 2022, by um, a request by John Greenwald of Cassiac, uh, California. Why does that name sound familiar? Do we have something going on down there? Cassiac? No, I don't know. Uh, this is supposed... This- I think report is the classified report that was given to Congress. We saw the, the shorter report that was released was the unclassified for the public. So this is the heavily redacted classified report that was given to Congress. I'm looking through this thing. <laughs> it's yeah, really it's... like, I'm not really seeing, I mean, they're still redacting this is it's almost like the same as we've already seen only they're not giving us a did you see a lot more information here than we've already than um, we already know there were some interesting things here and um i didn't mark up some stuff so we'll, I'm seeing a couple, a couple of the things so this was the this is the classified report and they have the cover letter states that the parts that are redacted are according to executive order 13526 section 14a 14c 14d 14e and 14g but and um and those that's those actually will sort of tell you a little bit about what they're redacting cuz the uh yeah not specifically not specifically, I mean, general, although generally speaking, we're not going to talk about this or that, which is yeah. not much more than we knew before. But what really. I was able to do was figure out which a couple of the little redacted spots were. So, because based on looking at the um, classification categories from from the executive order, well, so, I mean, in generally stated in page fourteen, the UAP documented in this limited. Data set demonstrate an array of aerial behaviors, reinforcing the possibility there are multiple types of UAP requiring different explanations. Our analysis of the data supports the construct that if and when individual UAP incidents are resolved, they will fall into one of five potential explanatory categories. And I could go on, but I think you know where this is going. Nowhere. Yeah. Well, on the... On the... <laughs> First page on the scope and assumption, they blacked out one little tiny spot. And the uh, classification is 14C, which says intelligent activities, including covert action, intelligent sources, methods, or cryptology, 
and it looks like it's three-letter agencies, and this block is before the DIA and the FBI. So what three-letter agency, which would start with an A, B, or a C, um, could be involved in this that they might want to redact? So the CIA. So it's like, ooh, I figured one of the redactions out. And then it started with A, C, started with C. You don't know. I mean, but it's these acronyms are uh, these three letter agencies they put in here. It goes DIA, FBI, NRO, NGA, NSA. So it's alphabetical. Yeah, and, and this and is it's an intelligence what they did intelligence. They did that before. So it's it's CIA, but then they left the NSA unredacted, uh, which is sort of interesting. But this is this is actually longer than the original report, although there's big um, big parts that are blocked out. Um, right. They just, I mean, various forms of sensors that register UAP generally operate correctly and capture enough real data to allow initial assessments, but some UAP may be attributable to sensor anomalies. Yeah. So they I mean, well, yeah, that's true, but. I mean, we're not giving something. They're not giving anything. They're not well, giving. Well, you got to sort of. You can do a little bit of interpretation of what you're getting out of this. Um, there is more information, although they blacked out a lot of information. Uh, they say uh, the limited amount of high quality reporting on UAPs hampers our ability to draw firm conclusions about the nature or intent of UAPs. What page are you on? Page three. And there's page numbering at the bottom. Okay, gotcha. I got it. The executive summary. Is it that yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at All the right. executive summary. Good. Uh, they said that they um, appeared unusual flight characteristics, including several in which the then it's redacted one for A, E, and G, which means that it was military. They redacted that because it's military plans, weapon systems, or or operations e is scientific technologically economic matters relating to national security and vulnerabilities or capabilities of systems installations infrastructures projects plans or protection services relating to national security uh, flight characters including several in which the whatever involving whatever again these observations could be results of sensor error, spoofing, or observer misperceptions and require additional rigorous analysis. And then they say the UAPs clearly pose a safety flight issue, may pose challenges to U.S. national security. They are concerned UAP would also represent a national security challenge if they are foreign adversary collecting platforms or provide evidence a potential adversary has developed either a breakthrough or disruptive technology. That was mentioned in the original document too. The um, yeah, it's. I don't know if we're getting much more out of this document. Yeah, we I, well, I've, I've been highlighting some points. So on the next page, available reporting largely inconclusive. Oh yeah, yeah. they at one case they identified a deflated balloon. Yeah, um, I mean that's the only thing they recognized through all this. One A weapon system. 
80 reports and sold alt observation. Well, this is, I don't know if this was in the earlier one. They said uh, 144, 80 reports involved observation with multiple sensors, um, including whatever and whatever, which is military weapon systems operations. The remaining observed incidents were captured by something else. So this is important because the if they're they're captured by multiple sensors then it's not an instrument like an instrument failure of a particular instrument or a, a whatever an instrument error right and then they were talking about I don't know if the old report talked about um, Navy range fowler reports which is when they're doing um, training and some sort of something interferes with the training uh, range fowler is an activity or object that interrupts pre-planned training or other military activity in a military operating area or restricted airspace. Well, up at the top, I don't know if you know that well, up here you noticed, but in very light writing it says, limited data leaves most UAP unexplained. Yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah, know. I, I wonder we don't about... have the tech. We just don't have the tech to figure anything out right now. Well, we yeah. do, and we, they're not telling us. Well, yeah, that's the unusual know. part is, is because these are, well, they talk about that. They address that and say that the instrumentation, we talked about this, the instrumentation is limited because it's designed for specific applications, and yeah. that's detecting known type of craft or weapon right. systems. Well, you would think because we think that we, which we'll be talking about in a, in a segment included later, um, that one said that actual radar, I mean, that one's kind of a juicier thing with the um, New Mexico thing where the radar actually crashed the flying saucers. Did you get that out of that, the other uh, document? Yeah, that's the Aztec also that, document. That was in the Aztec document. That's also in the, um, I started reading since we went nuts with this book, with buying a book. Uh, the UFO crash. You've got a book that's worth a lot of money, so everybody should try to get their hands on it. I think you should at least pay three fifty for this book. You can probably find it online. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So we we went nuts and we both bought this book. Uh, it's the UFO crash at Aztec, a well kept secret by William S. Steinman. Con con contributions by Wendell C. Stevens. Only a thousand copies of this book were produced, and. Um, 600 page hardcover did you 625 say? page hardcover and i was nice. reading the um, i have an interlibrary loan i haven't received my expensive copy that i've purchased but i got one through interlibrary loan and in the preface they mentioned the um the speculation that these air the ufos were brought down by um radar interference and the idea is that the radar uh, disrupted the ufo systems and caused them to um to crash which apparently isn't, if this is true, isn't happening with the UAPs that the Navy is flying against. So I mean, we're, we're using a different technology for radar now than we used to. Maybe we need to go to the old technology and shoot them down. <laughs> Maybe I, yeah. a different kind. Well, I well think they're it's... not soft. It's weird because they're saucers in, you know, the, the, you know, the term that we always no flying saucers i believe well in fact they had a picture of one in the this the document we're going to go over yeah oh um, yeah yeah not yeah. a tic tac 
you know, it's a saucer. Well, they had it's weird because now all of a sudden it's Tic Tacs. Well, they also There's have no they have a there was an avocado shaped in the other document. Yeah. So coming back to this, yeah. um, the uh, redacted classified report to Congress. They have here on it's on page five. It says you, but some potential patterns do emerge. Although there are a wide variety of reports and the data set is currently too limited to allow for detailed trend or pattern analysis, there were some clustering of UAP observations regarding shape, size, and particularly pro propulsion. UAP sightings also tended to cluster around U.S. training and testing grounds, but we assess that this may be a result of a collection bias as a result of focused attention because of all the sensors operating. Right. And then they have the most, a, common, the most common shape described by military personnel in the reporting was a, and they blacked it out. Why? Well, Why it says in one A section one A classification categories, it was blacked out as one A four. All this stuff one A four. They said most commonly shape described by military personnel as reporting was a one A. See figure one, which we don't have. Military aviators described many of these as one A, one four A objects as. 14A or 14A, that 14A, several sightings were 14A and resembled 14A shapes like a 14A or a 14A. And section 14A classification categories says mili military plans, weapon systems, or operations. So I don't even know how that even applies to that. It doesn't. It does. It's just they're. It's like they're randomly just. They. It's. It's stuff they don't want us. Us. The whoever to to know you know what they're they're not giving us again they're not giving us anything well what if these yeah. shapes what if these shapes are what they're they don't and, they, and you they, see they're, they're not what if these shapes are like flying saucer shapes or, or whatever eggs or their eggs, yeah or whatever the hell they are you can say it can't you it looked like this they can't they don't seem to want to do that yeah they don't want to do anything it's like the, what they've left open is more or less what we've seen already and then they said um, uh, a handful of UAP appear to demonstrate advanced technology. In 18 of the described 21 reports, observers reported unusual UAP movement patterns or flight characteristics and or, and it's blanked out, 1AG. 14AG. A is military plans, weapon systems, operations, and G is vulnerabilities or capabilities of systems, installation, infrastructure, projects, plans, or protection services relating to national security. It, All right, so I don't know what that means. Telling us that information, it doesn't specifically apply to that category, no matter what it is, it seems. I don't oh, know why they're doing it. Oh, one um, of the, the good things about this classified report is they do have some specific the the unclassified report didn't have any specifics in this report there are some specifics but they're not um they're heavily redacted ambiguous we don't really know any specifics well well here they go um uap some uap appear to remain stationary in winds aloft move against the wind maneuver abruptly or move at considerable speed without discernible means of propulsion in a and small number of cases, military aircraft systems possessed radio frequency energy associated with UAP sightings as redacted. Um, 
Although there are redacted, we would redacted recordings of radar displays suggested these UAP redacted. Tell you were going to say something. It's, I'm not, it's just not good. It's just more of the same. I'm just going to make a new document and plug in my own words. Yeah. And we're not going to redact just, any of them. Just, just say, fix it. This is what, the, and this, I'm just going to redo it and then put it out there and say, this is what they meant. Let's just fix um, it. But, yeah, but I'm going to fix it. <laughs> Uh, there's, but this I one's just, what they mean. this is pretty good. It goes in redacted, a Navy pilot in a redacted in altitude. He noted the winds aloft were greater than something. And he was fighting to keep his aircraft in the airspace. Something was something and its position was unaffected by the something. The pilot wind. <laughs> we got to redact yeah. wind. The pilot, uh, blah, blah. Blank object was blank. Uh, yeah. This a document then appeared to change course and speed, uh, indicating blah blah blah. The task force holds a small amount of data that appear to show UAP demonstrating acceleration or a degree of signature management, which means radar jamming. However, this redacted. Uh, additional rigorous analysis is needed. Determine if breakthrough. We can conducted further analysis to determine if breakthrough technologies were demonstrated. But there's no information. Yeah, you can tell us what it looked like. We could. T I don't know. If I mean, the aircraft is secret. They're not going to tell us what it is. But who cares if it's a, a Raptor and then they saw it? If it was <laughs> whatever jet. That they saw whatever altitude, unless the altitude was extremely high for some reason. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, I just don't see, and they've got, gee, they lack sufficient information in our data set to attribute incidents to particular explanations. Yeah. That sums up the whole report right there. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We just don't know. It's not as fun as the Aztec story. No, this is, no, it's not. But what's this? This is actually, there's a couple more things that we should cover in this. Okay. We're, almost, we're almost done yeah. with this. But the, um, one of the things they say here, it's on page eight. This is, although we cannot def definitively classify any UAP occurrences in our data set as caused by atmospheric phenomena, we cannot rule out the possibility that these factors may account for some of what pilots have observed. And I, I found this interesting because in the 50s and 60s, there's uh, especially books by Menzel and things written by uh, Klaus. Klaus. Uh, these these guys that were debunking, they spent a lot of time talking about how UFO sightings were atmospheric phenomena. So this report is specifically saying that what we are seeing is not, we can't say it's not atmospheric phenomena, but um, they can't. It could be. It could be. They're saying most <laughs> of it. They're be. saying, basically, what my interpretation is, they're saying it's not atmospheric phenomena. We're seeing something. It's not atmospheric phenomena. I like the paragraph in you, in section you, right? Oh, you. They're all you. you. They're all you. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Um, page eight. Yeah. And it has, if you look in the middle of page eight, it says, we have, and that's the only thing in the sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a full paragraph redacted. And then it just says, we have. Okay, well, what did you have? <laughs> well, we have. But then you get down to do. the, you get down, yeah, I know. I have, I, yeah, I go, what? Um, 
Right, they could also be foreign adversary systems. Some UAP may be intelligent collecting platforms developed by China, Russia, another nation, or non-government entity. They could also be a blank. Right. Huge paragraph, all yeah. blacked out. Yeah. But they do say, there is two words, they do say although, and then five in lines it, down, it says, in addition, we. Yeah, that's so. excellent. Yeah, we, can, we can get a lot out of that. Um, they go, although, and then the next paragraph is, other, although most of the UIP described in our data set probably remain unidentified due to limited data or challenges to collecting collection processes or analysis, we may require additional scientific knowledge to successfully collect on, analyze, and characterize some of them. We would group such objects in this category pending scientific advances that allow us to better understand them. That's a very science fiction-y paragraph. If you're Galileo, that's what they're working on. Yeah. Trying yeah. to figure out how, to, how we need to, even if we don't need to really shoot one down or we just, just land, like we say, could be just drones. Might not be, although the next segment we're going to be talking about aliens. Yes. And, and um, spaceships and like I should, Not really aliens, but extraterrestrials probably should. Um, well, well so, and then they uh, and then they do uh, the task force intends to focus additional analysis on a small number of cases where there are initial indications of a UAP appeared to display unusual flight characteristics or signature management. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they threaten flight safety, like you talked about before, possibly national security. I mean, it, yeah, that's a big deal. That that's the big push. Oh, there's hardly anything left on this to talk about, but the big push is flight safety is an issue, which is a concern, but it hasn't, I don't think any of our jets or anything have run into any of these things. Oh, they well, do have, good, they do, yeah. There's they a do, good sentence that says, in blank, a pilot briefly observed half a paragraph, and then it says, however, a blank. Which um, page is that? We are on page nine. Oh, okay. On, All right. Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Says the UFA, so, the task force has, re, has 11 reports of documented instances in which pilots reported near misses with UAPs. Uh, we currently lack data to determine any UAP are part of a foreign collection program or indicative of a major technologically advancement by a potential adversary. Oh, and then Either. the. Uh, Either we really know who this is or what it is, and we're not saying, or we just don't have the technology. I mean, there's stories out there that say extraterrestrials are in contact with governments, specifically Israel. It's kind of weird that they really talking about Israel. Yeah, Israel, the, I've, hmm. I've seen like ancient aliens, and oh, I'm, I've seen articles yeah. where they've talked to the Israeli, they're talking to the Israeli government, and it's it kind of the reason that kind of, I mean, with this. We don't want to get into a war segment, but, you know, they're talking to, they're in the middle of this, kind of, in in the middle being neutral. And um, it's kind of weird that it would, that if they were in touch with the extraterrestrials, you know, maybe they're in some position to say, hey, you know, this, you know, whatever, you know, because they wanted to talk to Putin and, you know, the president of Ukraine and the aliens. Well, you, you would hope somebody would talk to them because whoever's talking, not they're not. Well, Putin's not listening. Yeah, 
you know, yeah, our, our president has now uh, come out and said that he's willing to use uh, nuclear weapons. Oh, did they do it on the latest, what they just said? I, it came out yesterday or something. I don't know what the current thing is. He's like willing something. to use nuclear weapons. That's <laughs> yeah. a dangerous statement. Yeah. I don't want them to be using it. He might not have understood the words that he was using. I mean, it's hard to tell. <laughs> I hope that's what he didn't understand. <laughs> that's a nice statement to put out there, though. Well, okay, everybody arm up the nukes. Yeah, yeah. We're ready to go. Your Russians been going, we're going to use nukes. And now our president's going, we're going to use nukes, too. We, can, we can out-nuke your nukes. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, you and I are like, okay, well, we're going to get roasted. Uh, you I know, don't, don't think they're going to limit it to the European theater. I don't you know? care. I don't care anymore. You know, I know you don't care. You're waiting care. for it. You want it to happen. I don't care. <laughs> God. My wife is reading uh, apocalyptic fiction. She's on her like third or fourth book. What, so, just so she can know what to do when this happens? I guess. Yeah. I just to, to, to pre, uh, she's pre-preparing herself psychologically for the, uh, the Holocaust. You're not going to dig a bomb shelter on your property? No, yeah, if we dig down like a foot, we're going to hit water. Where am I going to put it? You so. remember when I was, were you, well, I knew you when we were up at Seaview on Castro Valley, yeah. the Hamleys. We knew yeah. the Hamley. Mrs. Hamley, they had a bomb shelter from built in the bomb shelter. They had a yeah. bomb shelter in the backyard. That was crazy. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was one of the, I thought it was cool. They never let us go into it because it was considered dangerous. I was afraid we'd get stuck in there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where is he? I guess he just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, but I I always always found that intriguing. That's the thing. Her husband was um, was really yeah. concerned about nuclear war and had a bomb shelter put in. I drove when I was in town for uh, um, Steve's dad's uh, service. I drove Debbie around to all the different places I lived, which took a while. Um, yeah. But I, I went up there and I said I'd really like to walk up that driveway and go in that backyard because there was no fence. And just see if that fucking because it was just, I could picture it right now oh, exactly where it is, it's right think, off the back. I think they filled it in because my brother ended up renting um, like the downstairs or something from Mrs. Hambly. Yeah, and um, out the little house in the back, the downstairs were all the national. It smelled like a library. All the na yeah. national geographic. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, he was uh, he was living there for a while, and. Uh, I don't know if it was a house. Were you? Did you live in the little house in the back, or was the little house in the okay. back? He might have yeah. been in the little house, and uh, I I think at some point I think the the bomb shelter had been filled in because I was up there and I was like, oh, what happened to the bomb shelter? And they're like, oh, they filled it in or something, or took out the doors and filled it in or something. So I don't think it's there anymore. Um, if I owned that house, well, there probably is a liability issue at some. You know, juncture. You know, oh, you mean you to, could, to maintain the the? Well, you shelter. just lock it and don't go in it. You know, I mean, it's just it was. Well, I there was it had know. a it had a there was water seeping in it and stuff. So I think there was an issue with keeping it keeping it dry. Maintained. Yeah. yeah. So it was. I don't think the concrete had been been you know, sealed properly or or maintained, as you said. I mean, they needed to have a sump in there or something. I don't know. So anyway, the uh, then they talk about this report. They talk about uh, using artificial intelligence to analyze the data, which they don't have much. Uh, that's it. Oh, and they're um, I guess they're the FBI is coordinating with the task force. 
the CAA is working with this program, although there that was redacted. But you could figure it out. And another part is uh, collection by intelligence disciplines. On page 14, there's a slight react redaction that says a little tiny re redaction and the U.S. Navy have blank. And the only thing that could go in there is CIA or NSA, which would make sense because it's if it's happening in international waters, it would involve the CIA. So that sort of fills a lot of people's... Um, belief that the CIA is heavily involved with the UFO stuff. Well, and then they have this massive page on page 13 where they say, yeah. oh, this is figure one. Observers frequently describe unidentified aerial phenomena as blank, which is 1A, which is military plans, weapon systems, operations, or blank, such as blank shaped objects. They just can't give us the shape. I yeah, guess that's yeah. Secret. And then they go common, <laughs> you know, common shapes, common shapes, and this whole thing is blacked out. And then less common, irregular shapes is blacked out. This is the this would be the most coolest part of this report. Why are they blacking it out? Unless they're saucer shaped, and then it's like everybody poops their pants. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. real. Yeah. It's getting real. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people and groups and stuff have been wanting um, the truth, and this uh, this blacked out page may be uh, maybe it. We'll see. So I guess that's it for the uh, release of the classified, heavily redacted report given to Congress um, on the uh, assessment of UAP, 25 June 2021. Good stuff. Fun stuff. Let's move into something a little more fun. This is, uh, a, this is fun. <laughs> if they tell me something, it'd be a lot more fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On that? Oh, well, we got a little bit. I think there's a, there's a, some, the little tidbits. Um, they do have, they, they do have more data than they've let us know, which is, of course we knew. Uh, it's funny because, um, I was so surprised that the original report, which is like eight pages long, and the government has put out two reports disputing the Roswell landing. Each one of those reports is 300 pages long. So it's like, and I've never seen a government agency release an eight-page report on anything. I think there's like a minimum three-page, 300-page requirement for any report released by the government. Yeah. So um, the 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 shortness and the brevity of this report is what's so shocking. All right. Nothing. nothing. All right. And so then, we got a seven UFO crashes and retrievals in New Mexico, which is a lot more fun than that. And they're actually going to say something. Yeah. And, and we, I, um, I, yeah. we always thought that there was first, there was Roswell. I mean, we've been reading about this stuff for the past year and then there was Roswell. And then you read the old original Roswell book. And then the, you look at that and you go, oh, okay, so there's two crashes. Yeah. And then this guy, uh, Chuck Wade, UFO.com, who grew up in this area where this stuff happened, says that there were seven crashes in the area, which is, this is actually, I, yeah, I don't know how you found this. This, this is actually pretty fascinating. This, this, and this is a yeah. talk this guy gave at the 14th annual Aztec 
UFO Symposium, March 26, 2011. And he had parts of the material that he, they went and to the craft sites and they, you know, screened out a lot of the aluminum style, yeah. foil, excuse me, foil style material and had it analyzed. And what's, um, what's with the foil? Yeah. Yeah. So then they, well, the per, first, they sent it to one place to have it analyzed. They named it, said, don't send it here because they Cause found it, nothing. They well, they found was foil. And then they said it looked like they, foil. And then. And then they say, well, you don't, it's the real material is sandwiched inside. If you a cross section of it, then cut it or break it or whatever. And then to properly analyze it, it was sent along. And then that's when well, the they, real. They did the cross section and they saw, they said they saw yeah. carbon nano, nano. Well, they saw carbon nanotubes, which is, have to be formed at specific temperatures and conditions. And they also saw interesting um, isotope ratios, which we just saw a talk by Gary Noland in one of his interviews. And he said one of the samples that he had gotten from that UFO explosion over the beach in Brazil had unusual isotope samples that weren't like the isotope samples you would normally find. And these right. these things that this guy had found at was it I think it was a San Antonio site when they went out there and started digging around uh, had unusual isotope ratios in the materials that they found. So basically, several other crashes materials they found. One of the saucers was a hundred feet in diameter that they pulled out of there. Yeah, he said that he's he's documenting um, seven crashes and from 1945 to 1948, and they're all around, well, just south of uh, Los Alamos. Yeah, they're actually they're actually surrounding Los Alamos. Well, actually, I'd say they're more like they're surrounding the Trinity site where the the nuclear uh, bomb first nuclear bomb test happened. It's if you look at the. That his diagram, it's more like it's they're more surrounding see, that, yeah. yeah. And he says there's a, the San Antonio site, the Barney Barnett site, an alternative site, uh, Hout Corso site, Corona Debris Field, and the Jim Ragsdale site, and the Aztec site, which we just bought a massive, we both spent a fortune on massive books. Well, I mean, so. it begs the question if Putin's starting to talk about nuclear, Putin and Biden. Yeah, I'll uh, nuke you're talking you. about nuclear. Nuke, I'll nuke you nuke back. You. I'll nuke you. I'll nuke my I'll nukes, sir. I'll nuke you I'll, I'll before nuke you, you nuke me. Don't tell me. Yeah, I'll, yeah. And probably launch a nuke with those hypersonic you know, nuke with a hypersonic missile yeah. attached to it. You know, do we have it, do we have hypersonic missiles? We don't. We don't. We, even not as of yet. Only China and Russia have them. How could that happen? What are we spending our money, our trillion dollars a year on? If we, you know, if you think about it, if that thing, that thing's real, obviously, because it looks like they launched one already, but you don't have to put any explosives in that. It would hit, you could put a steel pipe in it, and that thing would hit so freaking hard. Oh, yeah. It would blow up, up a, a, at least a block. Hey, yeah. um, one of the things that I was looking at these, some pictures of these uh, hypersonic missiles, you know that drawing that JC drew? Yeah. It looks it like a hypersonic like missile. <laughs> except crazy. for the boxy par part at the end 
which could yeah. be uh, could be scoops or something. But the shape, the shape of the whole thing looks like it's designed for um, very fast movement through the atmosphere. It's interesting though, because his kind of was fro- you know was moving very slowly through the sky. It was like yeah. floating almost. Yeah, but the shape and, is. When I looked at the, went back and looked at the shape, it looks like a hypersonic missile. Yeah, it could, there could be something related. It's, um, I don't know. It, but, I mean, it begs the question, though, if we are st- going back to everybody's talking about nuke, I mean, are the extraterrestrials or the drones? or Because, you know, when we were messing around with ICBMs and stuff, remember, they were there were cases where UFOs, they thought we were launching a nuke when it was just a test missile and they deactivated, they did something with the missile and they actually sent a beam into it or something like that and then de- you know, and, and and blew up the missile. It didn't have a, any they, for some reason Oh yeah, there was that, I, I know what you're talking about. There was that one launch where there was like a UFO around it or something. Yeah, I don't remember so, which I one mean, it was. Are yeah. they going get to get involved again and go, okay, but they're gonna have a lot of they're gonna have their work cut out for them this time because everybody's gonna be launching. Yeah, you know, they, I, they I mean, don't, I don't think they really care. They're just gonna yeah, stand by it. They're just gonna. They're, just, they're gonna say we're. We'll there's clean that, it up. Well, they we'll got to know there won't. Yeah, there won't be anything left of the we'll earth. Clean we'll, we'll clean it up. We'll go back underground. We're into the ocean. We're under the ground. We're good. <laughs> you know, let them do their thing up here, and then we'll just yeah, yeah, we're, come yeah, back yeah, out. Yeah, we'll deal with it later. They're not yeah, walking it's around just, up here it, anyway. This is, this is, uh, it's just, this is just crazy. This is cr- absolutely crazy. With the, the present, it feels like a dream, you know, or nightmare, I should say. You know. Yeah, I oh, I had an interesting. Uh, I was talking with my kid. He came by to do his laundry yesterday, and I was, I was looking at some of the stuff, and I, I look at the, um, I look at our news, and then I was looking at, uh, I was translating, and looking at uh, Russian websites, news and stuff. And I just, I was, and everything's contradictory to each other and, and all this other stuff. And I was just thinking, I go, I think the internet is designed to make you mentally ill. Did he say that? I said that. Oh. And then, and then I, I told that to my kid. I said, I'm thinking, I get this feeling that the, the, the internet is like designed, now it's designed to make you mentally ill. And he goes, you know, I was ta- he goes, I was talking to a friend of mine in his computer science class, and that was a topic of discussion. And he said oh, really? that, yeah, and he goes, um, they were, the speculation is, I think by the professor in the class, is that at some point, um, I don't know if websites or certain apps, I think they s- said that certain apps will have warnings like you see on cigarette packs. So before you use this app, especially like a social app, you will see a warning that says, uh, caution, this app may be hazardous to your mental health. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it. No, they're saying the plastic light one. Well, this could yeah, but they were light. saying in in this class, this was a speculation because they're saying that they think the social media stuff is uh, very detrimental to people's mental well being, and they they think at least uh, in the discussion in this class, it was put forward that in the future, uh, we may see um, warnings if you when you start to use a uh, social media app that's a say this that's yeah yeah but i was just after i was looking at all these different looking at at uh, websites from both sort of both sides of the the atlantic and uh it's just yeah 
what what do you believe everybody everybody's telling their own story their own propaganda so yeah i mean it's a bit it's almost sorry they're just bombing the hell out of this country and then i'm i'm speculating that we may be using i don't know if we're going to use nukes but we're going to get involved but we're waiting for as many refugees to get out as possible so we have minimal civilian casualties they just want to drain the country yeah people and then we'll go in and then we'll all that's left is ukrainian and then the russian uh, soldiers i was just thinking yeah well it's like biden was talking to the 82nd airborne and he was like telling him that they he actually he told them that they were going in or something to uh to ukraine so you've been what have you heard of that uh show called severance Oh, I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. Uh, How far did you get? It is weird. Uh, Two episodes. (laughs) Like two episodes. I'm like, yeah. It gets weirder. Oh, it gets... Robert's all into it, and he says it gets... What do you think? I mean, we can talk a little... I mean, it's like, are they in hell? (laughs) It seems like they're in hell. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Um, No. I mean, it's a tech... It's a science fiction techie techie story. They're not in hell. Uh, it's a well, weird, all... it's a weird story though. I I talk about it. I I told it to Deb. I go. I think they're in hell. You know. And uh, she says, "Oh, this, this isn't the Twilight Zone." I go, "This is exactly what the Twilight Zone is." Yeah. <laughs> they believe yeah. that they're in their work area. There was work building, and then when they leave, they don't remember what they did in work. They just know they have to go back. And then when they're, you know, they don't remember the other. It's like they're on two sides of a reality. Yeah. Yeah. It, to an alternate reality and it's bizarre i mean all the things that happen i i i got through this i watched i think the second episode and i'm like yeah yeah i'm not did gonna you um do wish the girl the red-headed girl was she already introduced in there uh no there's a red-headed girl that's like a new hire oh <laughs> she's, she um, is not oh yeah and, yeah and she's like uh really angry yeah. or her she alternate hung, she hung her she hung herself in the elevator Oh, yeah, just spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm glad I stopped watching it. I'm glad I stopped watching it. I'm I'm gonna finish it because I gotta Uh, now I gotta know what the hell. I guess I could go to the last room, but I've actually I want to know what the hell this is all about. I'm actually going to um, uh, in June, I am probably I'm definitely going to get rid of Netflix. And I might get rid of yeah. HBO Max. And I'm not going to do any. Uh, I'm just going to limit, limit it, yeah. and just rent stuff through Amazon. Yeah, um, we're down. We pay a ton of money for cable. Yeah, I'm. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, with the money budgeted for these streaming services, I'm just going to budget it for, um, you know, when something looks really good and it gets good reviews, and and obviously it's worth watching. Just just rent it on the spot. Because the streaming service Netflix has just turned to crap, and uh, HBO is decent though. Um, yeah, I like I mean, HBO it's got, Max. It's got some good stuff on it, so I might keep HBO Max. I, originally, I was just gonna—it's a competition between the two, and I'll get one or keep the other. But Netflix is definitely going. I'm sure about that, unless they up their game and start producing some decent, decent stuff. Yeah, yeah, I invested in them. I've put a few shares, bought um, a few shares, and of I, course, it's. I think it's a good. I think it's a good investment. I don't think it's it's. They're going, going into gaming. Their whole their new thing no. is gaming. They're on stream gaming or whatever the hell it is. They buy the game and then yeah. administrate it. They buy. Okay. So I don't yeah. know. It's I don't know um, 
I don't do, do those, so I don't really I don't know. know. Facebook is essentially dead. They just don't know it yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, it's they're, more and more people are like, you know. Just bailing. I, I think know. it's annoying. I mean, I'm on it. And, I, you know, I, the, I the, look at the, it. You know, it's, the podcast has got its own site and all that. And it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's you put gonna, it out there. It's going to be MySpaced coming up. It's what's gonna, what's it's gonna, gonna replace be, it? What's gonna? But people aren't gonna have my kid. Have my kid doesn't use. Look at. Do your kids use it? No, I, not really. No, no my kid doesn't. So. My kid doesn't use it. Doesn't even. Um, oh, no. It's like it's like Instagram. It's a generational thing. Bob, yeah. your your Bob is like the last. Uh, he's still, like, he, He's it, the younger generation on on Facebook. Yeah, he's forty, and that's the bike. The, youngest probably yeah i mean facebook you know, what it's on it's on its way out i don't know what my um well but I, what about instagram and i think my kid you know. uses that i used to threaten him to say that i was going to join instagram yeah we've um, got I'm work, he's like no you better not phone. you better not um because he could see what he's doing yeah i'm uh <laughs> i don't want to see what my kid's doing i don't want to know yeah i don't want to know either tom but yeah we're, uh, we're going to Instagram on the podcast and Instagram. all that until it dies. <laughs> well, I, Instagram and I think TikTok is is the next generation. TikTok genera- seems to be pretty big, yeah. Yeah, that's a generation. There's these generational things. So I don't know what even um, younger people are doing, but I'm pretty sure Facebook is, is on its way out. Uh, except, yeah, for, except for old timers. TikTok's interesting. I mean, they got the girls dancing around, scantily clad, and they're not allowed to show anything. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't. Uh, so it can be I PG. I guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't so hardly PG. Doing I don't that, do it. But. I don't know it. Um, what yeah. is it? One. What is the uh, one where you can subscribe to uh, women? Oh, I've seen reference to it. Anyway, uh, do you watch them do? Make them do? No. <laughs> well, there's like some. So I saw in the news where some Talk woman is like them. selling her farts in a jar. Oh yeah, and uh, her some, underwear and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's like right. and one woman who's really tall, she sells her leggings or something or her leotards, and that's how she makes her living now. It's like I forget what it's called. It's it's interesting and unusual. And hey, if you make a living yeah. at it, let's jump back into. I want to read the description of these seven uh, crash. Okay crashes here since we're let's do it speculating about all this other crap um okay so he says this is uh chuck wade's presentation he says the first ufo crash was at san antonio new mexico in august 1945 this craft was 25 to 30 feet long and avocado shaped the second ufo crash happened the night of the first to second july 1947 on the plains of san augustine New Mexico. This craft was 32 feet in diameter. The third UFO crash is being investigated by Chuck Zakowski and his sister Debbie Ziglemeyer. They are calling the site the alternative site, southwest of Roswell. I theorize this crash happened the night of July 4, 1947, and could possibly have been 25-foot oval-shaped craft. The fourth UFO crash site is the Hout Corso site north of Roswell that occurred on the night of July 4, 1947. This craft was 12 to 15 feet long, not quite as wide and 6 feet tall. 
The fifth UFO site is the Corona Debris Field, located 75 miles northwest of Roswell and 40 miles southeast of my hometown, Corona, New Mexico. We do not know the size of the craft, but we do know that it scattered truckloads of debris at the Corona Debris Field. The sixth UFO crash site is the Jim Ragsdale site, located 53 miles west of Roswell in the foothills of the Capitan Mountains. This craft was 20 feet in diameter. The seventh UFO crash site is located in Hart Canyon, about nine miles north of where we assembled for this meeting that he's presenting this talk in Aztec, New Mexico. The craft was 100 feet in diameter and completely intact. It's amazing. That is amazing. Well, it, the smaller ones, I don't know if they have the, if they had bodies in them, but they're, they're big enough because they're and they're six feet high. I guess they could put the smaller. You could have a couple. In there. Couple. I mean, but it seems like, or they could be drones. Yep. You know, and the other one could have been some sort of. If it was a hundred feet, that's not quite mothership size, but certainly bigger than the twenty to twenty-five footers. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, the hundred. But this is this guy's story is fascinating because he his dad ran the bar in Corona, New Mexico, and Mac Brazel, who's this rancher who saw something. Oh, yeah, he said there was like a crash in his in his field. Oh, a UFO. And his sheep wouldn't cross the uh, debris field to get to uh, water. And yeah, that he is want, weird. He kept wanting people to come out there and, and do something. And the people didn't want to do that. So it's 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 corroborating evidence that something did happen out there at these 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 sites. Well, and all in a very short period and so we're some they surmise that it's the radar or radar somehow oh yeah he has with yeah and he's got a great oh. diagram there was uh high-powered radars which were set around los alamos and he speculated um that the high-powered radar unit shot down several of the seven ufos um and speculation is that that shorted out their um systems the ship systems that's a possibility it's a good hypothesis i mean it's um the big question is the the original book on roswell the suggestion is that the uh, ship crashed the the one or two that crashed at that event were um, brought down by a storm which might not you know you know, it's, it's sort of a weak argument, I think, but the idea that um, these powerful radar sites might have actually contributed to this is, is compelling and interesting. And in the book, the book, which I started reading, uh, the UFO crash at Aztec, they were saying that one of these um, early radar sites was um, uh, put together and it was too high-powered, so it was doing some something so they had to shut it down and, and they downgraded the power of these radars for some reason I don't know but well, we'll see well as we get into that as more well, information yeah hmm 
Yeah, hopefully they can, you know, it was just an accident probably. I'm sure they didn't know what they were doing with these radars. But, I mean, as these, these things are falling out of the sky, you'd think one person in the military would say, put this all together back then and go, this is how we can take these things out. You know, like, but, you know. Well, when, there was that movie that uh, basically that's what they did, except they were using like yeah. sonic blasters or something like that. They and, used ra- It was like a radar, that black and white movie. Yeah. The yeah. old one. Yeah. yeah. They used, it's like radar on a trailer. And that's what yeah. they used. They, got, they directed it right at the, the UFO and then it started wobbling and then crashed. Yeah. And it um, it's quite possible that, I mean, a lot of this stuff, that might have been um, sort of something that filtered out into society or certain people and then it got written into a story and instead of radar because uh, the media was wouldn't if the that's too close to the truth if the movie had put out and said radar was doing that and disrupting the, sh- the ship so what can they do they do a sonic thing so i mean you yeah. can speculate that i mean it uh i like this i like this hypothesis that the radar brought down the um um ufos and then he said that there, people sent him, multiple people sent him pictures of one of these crashes. Yeah, they have one of the one of the saucers in one of these pictures in the article. Yeah, That's allegedly. I mean, they got the picture of the crash site. They got a picture of one of the saucers. Yeah, um, that allegedly is is real. But, I mean, it's that's pretty crazy. So they couldn't recreate that to do to put on an aircraft and point it at a tic tac (laughs) i don't know you know i'm just spitballing here hey and um what else did they have one of the things i liked here in this little article is he talks about um so it it sort of it ties things together a little better because you had these talks there was the um these a geologic survey people or something that were out at one of the site. He actually puts a name to um, the people that were there. He says there was this um, uh, doctor saying he was not on the planes. Helped to disclose the truth about their involvement in eyewitnesses. But the, uh, you know, it, it actually put a name to the people that were supposed to be in the area when this one of these sites there's like a bunch of graduate students or something at one of them and uh there's a lot of confusion about what was going on with this roswell with the roswell crash and i don't know this seemed to help a little bit because it's just it's like more site it's interesting every all these crash sites are around the trinity nuclear site which was in that site was also surrounded by these radars, these high power radars. So I like the uh, I like the uh, speculation on this. Yeah, well, it it should be interesting going through, and we're going to go through this, you know, if if it's interesting enough as we go through the book. When well, we got we have a lot. We we got the Roswell yeah. books, and we got the um, Coral Aztec. Aztec, Aztec book, all 625 pages. We have the Corona book. Um, My sister's yeah. going to be disappointed. I don't like her when you go through the books. <laughs> we'll go through, oh, really? She well, goes, I don't like it. It gets boring. She goes, yeah, it's kind of dry. You know? Yeah, well. Yeah, you know. Well, 
We'll break it up. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll worry. try and figure something out. We'll get better as we progress in time. <laughs> um, yes, it's the. Uh, I was thinking about some. There was the uh, the Maury Island. Yeah. And the uh, the he mentions the Maury Island. We keep coming back to the Maury Island thing. The um, book that I just read, the debunking book, which wasn't really a debunking book. It's more like a history. It was very little debunking. But he added an extra sort of footnote to um, one of the guys. I don't remember his name, but the guy that was, uh, not the guy that was on the boat, but his boss that was involved. And this guy also was uh, connected to the JFK assassination. Yep. They suspect he was one of the, like, transients. Uh, that the were transients, on. yeah, on the track. So he, he um, in this book, uh Pebbles said the reason the guy went to Alaska was because he was in the Air Force Reserve and he was activated and given orders, which I thought was an interesting, interesting twist because uh, I think they were talking about um, uh, Kenneth Arnold wanted to talk to the guy again, but then he just like left town, which was that's an interesting coincidence that the guy... I just thought the guy flaked and left, which is what the implication is in the, these things that you read in the, in the past. But in this book, which was written in the 90s, this guy says the guy was given, he was activated in the reserves and sent to Alaska under orders. Well, then so, the kid that was on the boat ended up in freaking Utah or something. It was actually struck by a piece of the debris. Well, some we don't know if the boat crashing into the shore did it, injured him or if a piece of debris hit him. He had a broken arm. Yeah. Yeah. I was there and witnessed the whole half dozen donuts in the sky um, that were dropping the fiery debris for those who don't know the story yeah. in, a, in a nutshell. He ended up being a, a waiter or a cook in some small restaurant in Utah or Montana. There's no interview with this kid. There's no, is no did, one talking to this kid. How did you find out his, his information? It's, I, you know, I can you dig just, it up. I got it somewhere. It somewhere. But, yeah. yeah, I saw it somewhere as I was. Yeah. There's a lot of Maury Island. I mean, when you look online, there's a lot of Maury Island. In yeah. Front. I'm, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, that I'm, part. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sort of, it's the, the internet is this, the reason that we go into these boring books is because the the internet is so much interpretive stuff, and there's yeah. there's some of the stuff's really good. I was going back and looking at the uh, interview with Ch Al Chop, yeah, uh, who was the press officer at the Pentagon in the 1950s during Project early Project Blue Book. So there there is really good information out there, but it's hard to sort everything out because there's so much information. And then you have a lot of people like with this Aztec stuff. I think. Um, Many, many people are just rewriting stuff from this book that we've just picked up or that we're picking up. Yeah, we up. need to, as you said, we'll go to the source more or less with Aztec instead of, like you said, everybody's talking about making their own ter interpretation of yeah. the information yeah. that's in there. I mean, we're, just skip all that and go yeah. to the source. Yeah, it's essentially, it's a Xerox. You're, you're, it's like a Xerox of a Xerox of a Xerox. And you're just like, yeah. it just gets weaker and worse every time you, you copy it. Yeah. And, so we'll see. Yeah, and every, every time we talk about it like that, it's, you almost eyes glaze over. Yeah, it's like it, it, it's um, okay. It's an yeah. I'd rather see what we're seeing here with this article. This is um, a good article. Seven UFO crashes. That's actually was an eye opener, um, and is extremely well done. 
I don't think we, we covered it as, as good as we could have, but uh, seven different crashes in this area. The, um, yeah, I was just, it's like the, um, that one UFO show, the J.J. Abrams one. They talked yeah. about one of these crashes. I don't even know which one they were talking about. It might have been the Aztec one. And they were interviewing people and said it flew into a cliff or something. Um, and it's and I've always been confused when you look at these UFO shows because they like they just they do a minimum amount of sort of correlation of data, and it just seems to confuse the confuse the matter. This is the first thing that I've read that sort of gives a nice overview of what possibly was happening in New Mexico in 1945, 40, 48. It's well-written. He seems to yeah. act together. The dates make sense. The locations make sense. He, he's, he grew up out there. He knows people personally and um, that lived in the area. His dad was, you know, a businessman in the area, was asked by the rancher to go out and help him with the sheep. And his dad said, no, call the Air Force. All the Air Force. <laughs> All the Air Force. Okay, we're at an hour. We're right. at an hour. Let's wrap it up. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Pro Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook at Alien Probe and alienprobe.net. Twitter at Alien, excuse me, that's our website. Uh, Twitter at Alien Probe Pod. YouTube, Alien Probe Podcast. Thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony. Thanks again for joining us, Dr. Bill. All right. Till next time. Bye-bye. Yep. Yeah.